I actually kind of like the the podcast better because I can drive yeah. around in my car and listen to it. I like it. Mm-hmm. So many people come up to me this week, said, hey, uh, I heard about it and uh, I've listened to all of them in the last three days. I'm like, oh, really? Really? And they've been really good. That's so nice. cool. I actually wanted to read a couple real quick. So Charmaine. Hi, Mike. I hope you're having a good Wednesday evening. I want to give you in the leadership a shout on the wonderful podcast. I just caught up on all the episodes while emailing clients today. Loved all that you shared in episode seven. I so appreciated the way you, Deb, and the G's during my Wild Haven GC days did not ascribe to the conventional ideas of accountability fault finding because that would have crushed me during that season. You were always pointing us all back to the gospel. Episode seven brought back such wonderful memories of being in community with you. Great job, Mike and leadership team. Love, Charmaine. Nice. That's nice. Thanks, Charmaine. That's very sweet and nice, and and I'm glad uh, that you're listening. And another one I got was Nick said the leading together podcast sounds great it does sound i'm really impressed actually with, i think it sounds great too i mean the I, equipment we got also it is great as far as content as well high five thanks nick Ooh, are we gonna do one of those fun things like when we reach a certain number of listeners we have to like when we listen when we reach we'll come up with something fun seven <laughs> listeners we will <laughs> when our, i don't know when our audience is doubled to seven <laughs> but one thing actually we want to know from you what's helpful. So as you're leading people, what would be helpful to to think about mm-hmm. how to prepare yeah, for conversations yeah, for the week ahead? So the goal of this podcast, we release this before the Sunday's message, hopefully it helps in terms of you thinking on how to engage people. So if there's something kind of topic, uh, subject or... Uh, direction of questions direction that would help instead. Yeah, yeah, let us know and we will uh, talk about it because that's that's a goal. But right now we're kind of riffing off of off the message and finding our way in this podcast and hopefully it will be a valuable resource. All right, so we're talking about week nine. We're in week nine of Galatians, which seems really fast that we've gotten here, but week nine, Justified Sinners. I know it feels like it's going by so quick. It does. It does. It really does. We can, can, is there a quick overview of Justified Sinners? Yeah. So the reason I chose the title Justify Sinners is it's made based upon a quote from Martin Luther, the church reformer. And he says that we are simultaneously justified and sinners at the exact same time. And you look at a lot of religions or worldviews out there and people will say either you are a sinner trying to be righteous, they probably wouldn't use those words, a sinner trying to be righteous, or you are in God's good graces and people who are not like you are the sinners. It's like one or the other. And being a justified sinner means that we are justified by what Christ has done. In God's eyes, we are seen as the righteousness of Christ, and yet we still sin. And that's one of the things Paul talks about in there because he will say, because we still sin, does Jesus justify, or does Jesus cause sin? And he says, certainly not. And a lot of people get confused about what that means. And essentially that's it. We are justified, but we still sin. Well, does Christ then, does that mean that Jesus brings about our sin? No, certainly not. It means that we are justified even in the midst of our sin. How can we as GC leaders empower the people in our community apply this? Tertullian, the church father in the third century, he had a bunch of weird other things he taught and believed, but One of the things he says that's really interesting is that when it comes to the idea of justification or the truth of the gospel, we all tend to fall off on one side or the other Mm -hmm. of it, and we're constantly doing it. Either we fall off on the side of being legalist or we fall off on the side of being antinomian, which means no law, keep falling off on one side or the other. And I think when we know people well enough, we can see what side we're falling off on, just like Peter 
fell off on the side of legalism. And Paul doesn't go in and say, hey, Peter, you are being a racist right now. What he does is he says, what you're doing is not in line with the gospel. And so rather than saying, Peter, you're a terrible person, he Mm -hmm. says, Peter, this is the gospel. And he knows Peter well enough to know that Peter knows what the gospel is, and that's why he steers him back to it. And I think we constantly need people in our lives to steer us back to the gospel. So we have a GC leader. uh, Well, he's not really a GC leader at the moment, but he's led a GC in the past. And he's talked about his frustrations because he feels like he goes into this group of people and he's like beating his chest. Like, I, you know, this is my sin bears it all kind of just as like, you know, here, I know here, who you're talking yeah, about. <laughs> here, here's, here's my failure. And everyone else in the group is like, good for you. We're great. You know? And it's right. like this, it's this <laughs> blindness to both sides. Now in the realities, they probably don't even feel justified, mm-hmm. but they for sure am not, am not going to admit sin. How do we begin to to break down some of those walls? This person understands the gospel. They understand that I am sinful, but I'm justified in Christ, so there's no reason to hide who I am. I think there's a lot of people that probably see their lives in, in the legalistic side. I'm doing the right things. That's what makes me justified. So maybe they could share where they were in that and how they thought that they were okay until the gospel got a hold of their lives and say, oh, this is how I see it now. And and celebrate that, mm-hmm. that change of, of God's growth. And and that's a very positive growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And piggybacking on that, you're not talking about that in theoretical terms or theological terms. It sounds like you're also really emphasizing how that intersects with your own story. Yeah. Right? yeah. So the gospel is that pertains to your own life, your own specific places of brokenness. And being humbled by that and hopefully rejoicing over that fact of the justification. But I think that's that's the motivation for even being willing to share or wanting to share with other people. We've talked about this before, too. I think so much of it in, in group dynamics, it comes down to modeling, right? Like I saw this. So last Sunday, our GC met and it's so funny. we're the GC with a million kids, right? So like half of our group at least has been sick since January. <laughs> it seems so it was so nice to be together. And this was actually our first time following the reading plan through the Galatians series. And so we we read the passage together and we went through the questions and ones about unbelief. And so we actually had this dedicated time of confession and it kind of felt like crickets initially. And then all of, all of our leaders that were there actually went and you just saw kind of like the ripple effect of that. Like it created this place where it was safe enough, I think, for people to see like, okay, here are these leaders of this group who obviously aren't perfect and can pinpoint the many ways they've struggled with unbelief with a lot over the last few weeks. And I think that's powerful. It's hard. It's hard to go there, but it really does something for a community when you see that shift. It, it's, it's like Paul does that, right? Because when you read this, he says... You know, we are Jews by birth, not Gentile sinners. And when most people read that, we read that as like a general we. It's everybody in the world. You know, we are endeavoring to be made right with Christ. Well, that's not a general we. Mm. The we Paul is talking about, it's him and Peter. We needed to be justified just like everybody else. So therefore, we should not separate ourselves by not eating with them because we are made clean the exact same way. What do you guys feel like you've historically um, leaned toward legalism or antinomianism? Also, I think I said that right on the first try. Yeah. Cool. Uh, legalism. I always lean towards legalism. I, Same. Yeah. It's, yeah. Cause I, you know, that's why I get so frustrated with the people in the world, people at element, 
myself because I have a standard that I that I'm like, why in the world are you not trying harder, working harder? So what are some of the points in your life where you've come to experience grace then like in a more tangible way? You probably knew about grace and justification, I'm guessing, throughout that whole time, at least theologically. Usually it's it's when I'm it's usually when I'd be probably been too hard on somebody and I've said something and maybe Michelle G will call me or Sarah McCool will call me or Mikey (laughs) will call me and and say something. I'll be like, ah, and I'll think about it and then I'll feel terrible, you know, then I, you know, because I'm like, I didn't live up to my standard. I have to be nicer, but they don't live up to my standard. And it's (laughs) it's this whole cycle, right? Yeah. And then as I think about it, I'll start to think I am only saved by the grace of God. They are saved by the grace of God. And it puts me in a position that I can actually go and either apologize or, you know, deal with myself if that person's actually okay with me. But it usually takes time. It's usually probably a day or so later. And it's usually when I get quiet and Mm -hmm. I don't have everything going on around me. He does get quiet, ladies and gentlemen. He does. I do. (laughs) 10 seconds. So for me, I'm definitely legalistic, rule keeping in the sense of. We're going to call this three legalists. <laughs> That's just to be the podcast name. Three legalists. Okay three ex legalists. <laughs> See, but I don't know for you if I would. I, I, I. Oh, big your time. core, you are. Because oh. I feel like you come off. I pretend to come off more grace than I probably am inside. You pretend. Uh, I do. I, I try to pretend, but I do not pretend well. You that, don't pretend well at all. <laughs> is it pretending or is that actual heart change, though? I think, in the, I think in the, so I remember like the earlier days of element, I remember thinking of two things. I've said this before. You may have heard that. What is this gospel? Why does Aaron always talk about it at the end of every message? And man, I don't care for these people like <laughs> that we're starting up this church with because it was, it was hard. We were rubbing shoulders. We were, it was very bonding on a human level, but it was also very frustrating. And, and it was like, well, you know, we're trying to start GCs and all this stuff. And it was like, why can't people just <laughs> do what I want them to do, right? And, and, and legalistic. And so, but I, I would smile. I'd pretend. I think I'd pretend a lot. Then I then I think I understand great gospel better. And I've come to be an advocate of preaching it every, every chance we get. And with that, my heart has changed, especially for the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. I still have a harder time actually with believers, uh, myself included. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I, there's definitely heart change in it, but I don't want people to think I'm, I don't like conflict. Uh-huh. So but at my nature, I will pretend to be okay under the guise of grace uh-huh. when really it's just conflict avoidance. Mm-hmm. Wait, but, so, so you wouldn't have thought then that I would lean toward legalism? No, I wouldn't have thought it. Yeah. Oh, guys, yeah. I've talked to you about this though. I know that totally it's, it's in line with what I've talked about with that performance, right? That history and that streak, it's like conditioned to be the good girl, does the right things. And like, I totally resonate with like the jealous older brother, like in the parable of the prodigal son. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's what's happening to those gen- or those uh, Jews in Galatia, right? Yeah. They, they're the, we had to sacrifice. Why do those Gentiles, you need to say, this is unfair. Go buy a lamb, raise it, kill it. So you know how I had to feel. <laughs> I think it's something I have had to wrestle with, but I will say like God did a huge work in my mm-hmm. heart years ago, like leap, you know, really up to redemption groups. And I think kind of the, the stuff I had to really look at in preparation for that has showed me I, I had no tangible understanding of grace. Mm-hmm. I could talk about it and talk about justification, but I didn't feel that way. It felt, immense shame and insecurity in my standing with God. 
That's a bummer to end on. What but about not anymore. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> The story didn't end there. <laughs> hmm. Doesn't end there for any legalist, right? Or doesn't have to.